Hello everybody and a very warm welcome to Tales of Changemakers, the personal development podcast about people who have made it their life's mission to make the world a better place. Today we will have an opportunity to hear the inspiring story of Thomas Dory. Thomas is the founder and chief visionary at I Am Good in Vienna. I Am Good is an event series and a community that was launched over three years ago and has so far organized over 21 events, reaching hundreds of people in Vienna and beyond. The community brings together curious minds who want to live a more meaningful life. Run by a team of hardworking and enthusiastic individuals, their mission is to create and foster a community where people can share information, ideas and experiences about everything related to personal development. In this interview, Thomas will share with us the why and the how of starting I Am Good. We will also learn about his values and priorities for the community going forward, as well as what Thomas considers to be true happiness. So Thomas, I wanted to uh, do this interview with you. It's uh, one of my first interviews, uh-huh. as I I'm mentioned honored. before. Yes, thank you. And I am, uh, you know, I came across you a couple of times uh, here in Vienna when I was attending different events. And uh, I think the, um, uh, the most remarkable or one of the most remarkable events that I attended was with the I Am Good community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one did you actually actually attend? It was the one about mindfulness. So ah, it's, uh, okay, quite okay. some time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in summer. What was that? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I really liked it, and I was very impressed by the number of people who actually mm-hmm. attended and the crowd. I mm-hmm. mean, youngsters, but also, you know, people of different ages and uh, mix of Austrian and international people living in Vienna and. I really liked the presentations and um, you know how the focus was on actually getting to know yourself better and tracking your thoughts and the whole idea of how important this is for your happiness. So, and I know you've been having a couple of uh, couple of these events uh, before and ever since. Right, next one's gonna be 21. So we we had 20 20 events so far. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's quite a couple of. Yeah, we started three years ago in August. So. Okay. Great. So would you, would you mind um, maybe just telling us a bit more about, so what is I Am Good mm-hmm. um, and um, why did you decide to create it? Well, I started all of it in, when was that, 2016, early 2016. I, I was living in New York by then and we were getting our lunch every day at a place called Essen, which is this place where you grab some stuff, put it in a plastic box, put that plastic box in a plastic bag, carry that for one block, and then you eat it with plastic utensils that were wrapped in plastics before. And you throw all of that into the trash. And the insane thing there is that they don't really recycle or not even burn, but sometimes they just put it in landfills. So they just dig a hole and just bury it and I think it's so insane and especially because we have two healthy hands we can carry that we don't really need a bag so every time a cashier would give me a bag I'd say no thanks I'm good and that's where the name comes from so it all started with this 
idea of being more more mindful when it comes to consuming plastics and packaging. And I started talking to to friends and colleagues because I really wanted to know why so many people take that bag although they don't need it. And it's because in the US even more than here, it's the default option. It's considered good service to give a bag. So everyone gets a bag and everyone takes a bag because we human beings tend to not change default options. If you give somebody a default option, they're very likely to take it. Same with organ donation. In Austria, everyone is by default an organ donor, so no one opted out, but in countries where they have to opt in, there are very little organ donors. So um, you have this environmental problem of all this packaging that is actually rooted in behavioral psychology. So you got a lot of these topics I discovered that are not just environmental problems, but human, social, or behavioral problems. So I wanted to to talk about these these ideas that that everything is so much more connected. Personal development and sustainability are not always two separate things, but they go actually together. And one of the best examples I think is nutrition because what you put into your body has a massive effect on your well-being but also what kind of food you buy has or the kind of food you buy and and the way it gets produced has an impact on the society the people that produce it and the environment that it's getting produced in and it's getting shipped through so it you can't really separate yourself from your surroundings Everything you do, at least I believe, everything you do for yourself, you do for others and the environment, and the other way around. What you do for others and the environment, you are ultimately doing for yourself. And that's how it started. It, uh, I began with a blog and newsletter, but then I sat down by just randomly with friends to discuss these things and ideas. And then it evolved to an event series. And now we're doing this every two months, uh, always on a different topic, sometimes more focused on environmental topics, sometimes more on personal development, but always with this idea to look at these topics from two different angles. So um, would you say that basically the main motivation, it sounds to me like, is to really create more awareness uh, around one's behavior yeah, and the impact that it has on the external world and also Absolutely. the other way around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when I think about fashion, fashion is something like even five years ago, I was buying stuff I don't need just because, I don't know, maybe I was bored or I wanted to reward myself. And also besides... The writing my master thesis, we started uh, an a fair and ecological friendly fashion startup. Where, like we only had T-shirts and sweaters that we printed, and I went to that manufacturing place in, in Bangladesh. It was a good one, so we really focused on getting the best suppliers there. But still, once you see how much labor, how much uh, resources go into one t-shirt and once you know how much these workers actually get for one of the t-shirts you buy you're starting to see everything so differently you make decisions that are well informed better informed 
than if you are not aware of what is happening behind the products you consume. So yeah, it is about giving this holistic perspective onto what is actually happening in this world uh, behind our own actions. Interesting. So what did you do before you started I Am Good? What was your career path? Yeah, something really different. I studied computer science. Okay. And I've been mm -hmm. doing websites and uh, software engineering ever since I've been 12, I think. And then somehow I got into a digital marketing agency in Singapore. I just wanted to stay three months and then come back. But it was so much fun to work there because of the fantastic people that were my, my bosses there and colleagues so I decided to stay because they made me an offer so I stayed for a year in Singapore and then transitioned to the office in New York and also transitioned out of the tech role into more uh, strategic role so I became a, a strategic planner in a digital marketing agency and I had not too much to do actually with environmental topics and personal development but I think when you live abroad and when you get into podcasts, then you get into personal development automatically because there's so much great content out there. Uh, like what I still remember vividly was when I discovered um, You Are Not So Smart podcast, which is about fallacies and biases. And I was thinking, wow, I've been doing so many things. I didn't know why I'm actually doing them. So... Yeah, a lot of fantastic resources. And I think environmental concerns or caring about nature is somehow is something that I learned as a child because I was a Boy Scout for many, many years. And when you live in nature and you learn to treat it properly, I think as a child, I think that sticks with you your entire life. Exactly. But it's like you say, right? When you are a child, in a way, all these behaviors you learn because somebody mm. else teaches you them. But then uh, at some point in your life, you realize that these kind of behaviors are very connected to your true nature, right? And what feels right. Uh, Absolutely. It's about person. what feels right. Yeah. yeah perfect. So how, how did it all start? Did you contact your friends uh, or did you start reaching out to new people? Like I said, I started with the newsletter and the website. And then, of course, I invited all my friends to subscribe. And then a few got intrigued and said, well, I'm also just getting into meditation. I just started this thing called Headspace. And somebody else said, well, I just discovered yoga and Pilates. Somebody else said, well, I just read this book called Zero Waste Household. Uh, you're talking about a lot about essentialism and minimalism so that was my topic back then and also how I got into this entire personal development thing <laughs> and I say well let's just grab a coffee and share experiences and that's basically how it started we started to hang out in a cafe called Wunderladen here in Vienna which is owned by a friend of mine she was interested in zero waste too so after she closed her cafe for the public, uh, like 10 friends of mine, we just get together, sat down and discussed a few things. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. Okay. Yeah. And then I thought, well, there are so many people interested. Let's make it a public event, go to Impact Hub and share it with as many people as possible. And 100 people showed up. Okay. So 
for the first event or for the very first for the large event so the very okay. first was this small group of friends uh-huh. which i consider the number one and then there was a number two which was where i actually have i actually didn't attend that a friend of mine hosted that at his place also with just five people and then we said let's just try something bigger okay great yeah and ever then it's been evolving and changing so we had events with 40 people but also events with 300 people so oh, wow. it's always depending on the location the topic and mm-hmm. how we would like to frame it we're always trying out different things we're doing more workshops these days so we're trying to have a fewer people because it's easier to manage workshops when there are not as many so yeah depending on the location and the topic and um, so for these workshops is the idea to internalize some of the discussions from the bigger events? Oh, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. also one of the reasons why I started I'm Good the way I started it is because there are already so many organizations like Greenpeace, Global 2000 that tell you, and even like today, 11,000 scientists said there's a climate emergency. And it's good people say that because that's the way it is and we need to act and change something. But I was lacking the actionable insights, what I personally can do to change my behavior, motivate others and ask companies and leaders to to make a change. So I thought we need this more actionable approach. Uh, like, not like TED, TED is great. TED is even broader in topic wise. But... What I always have with TED is I'm super inspired when I watch a TED talk and I share it with everyone, but then I'm like, okay, what do I do now? How do I bring that, what I just learned, into my life, into action? So it always has been a requirement for speakers to do an exercise with the audience. But we wanted to do even more. So we not just want to do one exercise, but we want people really to work 20, 30, 40 minutes on that topic and internalize what they just heard, internalize the experiences from the community and the crowd and really apply something. Because once you start applying something, you're more likely to act on it later in your life too. It's like like back then when you learned for, for school, when you had to write down the exercises and you explained it to somebody else and you could explain it properly, then you knew that you knew it well and that you were prepared well. So I think here it's the same. When you hear something and then act on it, the chance is way higher that you have internalized it and act on it long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And I've been actually volunteering at the last TEDx. Ah, cool. <laughs> so I, How was that? I wasn't here. No, I think it was great. Yeah. Uh, the topic was, it's about time. Yeah. The lead theme was really climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it went even a bit broader to some mm-hmm. important social topics. But like you say, you know, a lot of ideas and, and we really need them. We need this, um, um, you know, science-based Absolutely. Uh, approach. But then, again, you need someone to then develop these ideas further through workshops and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's really where we see ourselves is uh, not just the inspiration, but also the action. The action, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a whole new energy comes up, Uh, right? It's it's also that element. It's very empowering. (laughs) It is, it is. It's also fun and that's how you learn and really start applying things. Perfect.
No, that's really, um, it's really inspiring, I have to say. I mean, sometimes you would think it's very basic to organize a community, but no, it's not. not no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely not. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. You rarely think about it, but if you really want to do a proper event, it's not that we have all the resources, but some events were really great where we had a lot of volunteers and a lot of people helping out. Then you can, can get something fantastic, but it's... Like you really need a lot of people, a lot of expertise, a lot of work. If you want to do a proper live stream, you want to have good food, you want to have good engagement of the audience because you don't want people to come, sit for half an hour, stare at the ceiling, mm -hmm. uh, listen to something for 20 minutes and then go home. Mm -hmm. It should be something really outstanding. So you really need to think about the experience, how you can create something that is outstanding compared to other events. Mm -hmm. So you can really have an impact mm -hmm. and also people coming back and that's, yeah, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of people, takes a lot of energy and a lot of resources, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, is there a particular exercise that you did with the audience uh, that you think worked very well? It was about minimalism. So I was just giving an overview of the book is, uh, yeah, essentialism. And the exercise was to put a task into your calendar, recurring one every month, to go through your apartment and see if you really need everything. And if you can find something you don't need, then donate it, give it to a friend or sell it. And I even had people one year after that coming to me and saying, well, I still got your reminder popping up every month and I still evaluate all my belongings every now and then so that was pretty cool at the same event we had michael who's now part of the team from back then the comfort zone crushers and we did comfort zone challenges and easy access do you know comfort zone challenges no i don't know it's that idea that life begins at the end of your comfort zone that that you probably heard and if you exercise and push the boundaries of your comfort zone in certain maybe silly ways you're also able to extend your comfort zone when it comes to more serious uh, tasks that's the idea so people started to howl like a wolf sing do push-ups uh, stare people into uh, into their eyes so whatever made them feel uncomfortable and that was a lot of fun too mm -hmm. what else did we have oh yeah we had a clothes swap party with nunu kala at number five that definitely changed the wardrobe of a, few, of a few people from the audience. And what else? What, what, what happened there? We asked all the participants in the invitation for the event to bring clothes they don't need. They would like to swap. And then we put all of them onto a table. And in the break and after the event, they were just free to take any piece they wanted. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that was a pretty cool, yeah. cool project. You know, I remember in, in, in the event that I attended, um, that's how I actually got a bit of a push to start using Headspace mm. back then, because I heard about the app before, but then you mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Headspace. Yeah. I'm trying to meditate as regularly as possible. And I think it's really a game changer, at least for me. It's like going to the gym. You don't really feel it when you don't do it. So when you're, you know, these times where you 
everything is so stressed out you got so many uh, meetings and and work that you start to not exercise that much anymore and same goes for meditation that can happen too and you don't realize really in the midterm or short term that you don't exercise or meditate but when you get back in the first time or second time you get back into the gym you're like why did i stop that and same for meditation with me when i stop doing that for a couple of weeks i don't obviously notice the difference but when i start again i think i shouldn't have stopped Maybe uh, on the impact of I'm good uh, on you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still enjoying it? Uh, do you see do you see any benefits from doing all this work? Because event management is a lot of work. It is, yeah. Um, and you're doing it all for free, as yes. far as I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no money involved, mm-hmm. which is good and bad at the same time. So if you're not charging people and if you don't have money, other people can't charge you either so we get our event venues and speakers and musicians and everything for free because we don't have any money and we're very grateful that these amazing people are supporting us on the other hand it's also tricky because you need to spend way more time to find these partners who can support you um, how has it impacted me or how is this it's it's still fun it's different though because it there's a huge difference between starting something from scratch and getting it to a certain quality level but at a certain point you hit that quality level more or less and then you need to identify okay where do i want to go now in the beginning i thought it's great if you're showing other people how you can live and giving them role models and show them ways to live a better life in terms of better for yourself others and the environment but now i think it's also about not demanding but well actually demanding change but not from your peers because peer pressure is something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable so when it comes to change behavior on the individuals i'm i still think showing them presenting them role models and solutions is the best way but when it comes to changing the behavior of organizations and states or cities you need to demand change from politicians and companies so that's why we're introducing this new element at the next event where after the inspirational talk and after the group exercise we're going to ask people to write either a company or a politician we're not sure about that yet we still need to figure out what would be the best way and ask to change something so for example ask a huge chain like Pekin Klopenburg for example to make a dedicated area for sustainable clothing so people can find that and increase the offering when it comes to sustainable clothing yeah we're still thinking about what the concrete exercise could be mm-hmm. but we're definitely going to have this activist kind of exercise at each event now what i often see or hear is that i can't do anything as an individual it's not my responsibility it's the politics or the companies and on the other side you hear well it's about consumerism and consumers have all all the chances to make decisions through what they buy so on and so forth i think it's kind of weak just to move or push the responsibility to the other side 
organizations and politics that's also that's just individuals too so we are part of a city of a state so we are part of the politics we are part of the companies we work in and we are part of our life where we make decisions as an individual so all three of them need to change and make changes demand changes and push for changes like you say i mean consumers they of course they should be informed and they should make their best efforts right uh, uh, but at the same time organizations and i mean companies in particular have a huge power True. And the impact on our behavior, if we want it or not, right? Through very sophisticated ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, companies also still do as much as they have to do, right? So unless they are they are incentivized or forced uh, by regulation, then not all are actually that willing to change their behavior, at least in my experience. It, it, it may vary by industry. Yeah. But I think that the, the environment, the authorizing environment uh, for these companies is important, which is where politics and, and the legal frameworks probably come into play. But that's one part. But also, mm-hmm. if you're a shareholder of a company, you can demand change. I think with companies, as well as with individuals, it's that, that bell curve, the crossing the chasm uh, graph. You have innovators and early adopters in both areas individuals and companies and those take the driving seat and demand to change so I, I i wouldn't say that companies only follow rules they get from from politics they also have to follow what is happening in the markets they also have to follow shareholder opinions and so everyone who is aware enough and active enough should ask and act for change great let's see it's um, (laughs) it's tricky but we're working on it yeah i'll keep you posted thanks for sharing your thoughts about this and it is clear to me that you're looking for a bigger change not just a cosmetic one so i truly support this idea and i hope that you will succeed in it And before we conclude this interview, I wanted to ask one more final question uh, for you to help us better understand you as a person, but also to give us some concrete tips about how we can improve our own lives. So essentially, I want you to complete the following three sentences. The best decision in my life was... Hmm. The best decision probably was to really live abroad in a totally different culture because it opens so many perspectives and possibilities that you can't even think of before that. So that's something I can totally recommend to everyone. Just do something very, very differently to what you used to do and ideally try it somewhere else in a different culture with a different language. Uh, You're going to be amazed by how much your perspective will change and your horizon will expand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The book that inspired me the most was? Hmm. Like Derek Sivers always says, you shouldn't say the first thing that comes to your mind because that's something probably everyone will say is of, of a particular value. 
Um, so I won't say things like uh, Tony Robbins or Business Model Canvas, but something more interesting. What would that be? Well, no, actually, it's getting things done, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also an obvious, probably, but that definitely had the most impact because I'm now so much more efficient in my everyday work by putting everything into my Things app and then systematically working through that. Perfect. Okay, here we go, the last one. Happiness starts with? Happiness starts with being okay with yourself, I would say. And that has different levels, that has the the health level. I think you can't, it's, I mean, you can be happy when you're sick, but it's it's tougher. So it's easier when you take care of your body by putting in the right food and doing exercises. But it's also about your mind and understanding your own motivation and decisions and living by your own standards. Thank you, Thomas, so much for the great interview and for sharing your ideas and your story with us. For all the podcast listeners, I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I have. So there are a couple of things I'd like to mention. The first one is make sure to check out the Facebook page and the website of I Am Good and to keep an eye on the events that they have coming up in 2020. The second is that I will include uh, Thomas's book recommendation and also information about their website and Facebook page in the show notes, so please have a look. And the third one is that there are so many ways in which we can contribute to a good cause. And that's where I think we need to probably start being a bit more agile and think about concrete solutions to concrete problems, whether it comes to plastics or fashion or other environmental and social challenges around us. The other thing is that starting a community is not easy. And so if any of you plan to do something like this, you need to think about the resources and the people and the time that you actually need to spend on all of this. And at the same time, regardless of how much time and effort it takes, it is a rewarding experience. So think about a project of your own or an idea that you have been actually contemplating. And perhaps there are ways to actually use the people around you to organize a community of your own. And finally, a principle of life, no matter what we are doing and how active we are, it's so important to take good care of ourselves. Uh, of our physical health and also of our mental health. So meditation, for example, is one of the ways in which we can manage our thoughts and silence our minds and just make sure that it remains healthy, same as our bodies. So thank you so much and enjoy your Christmas, enjoy your New Year's Eve and I look forward to seeing you in two weeks time. Bye.